It's that, it's that girl that you say It's DJ Hella busy, hope you understand that Just tryna stack it up, I ain't gonna give up Ideas on my mind, I need to pattern it up yeah. I need to get this muller Sorry if you don't see me enough, you're still my hater, yeah, yeah You know when we see each other, it's a matter We a mad bunch Try messing, you're getting one tump Only messing, I be a come one But still don't mess with the kid, nah If you try with us, it's a sinner See watching car, we do our thing. Nothing's on the table, like what can you bring? Uh, uh. You can't sit with us, cause you're nothing like the click. It be litty when we link up. Been so long since we linked up. Too busy getting figures, but it's about time I see my hitters, yeah. It be litty when we link up. Been so long since we linked up, yeah. Too busy getting figures. But it's about time I see my hitters, yeah It be late when we link up Been so long since he linked up Too busy getting figures But it's about time I see my hitters, yeah, yeah. This is the sixth episode in a series of podcasts by Bolo Brook Youth Centre for Soaz Radio, where we will set subjects each month based on youth identity. We will then ask the young people who attend the club to voice their opinions and past experiences on the topics. This month's episode is on money and employment. Nah, if I'm being honest, money means nothing really to me. I feel like all money means is that it's just a way of life that's what i feel like i feel like money is just a way it's just it's just basically how how you get by and how you live your life and you're able to do to do what you want to do and i feel like if money wasn't required to do all these things then it'd have zero meaning to it at all people say like not root happiness or like it doesn't like fulfill you yeah, it fulfills me. I love it. Money makes me happy. Who don't love money? If you don't, if you don't like money, yeah, you're just a bitter person. That's it. Cause like, you get like whatever you like. If you want something, you get it. You know, you just wake up, you just check your bank account, and then boom, you see all that money. You're just thinking, yeah, like this is this. I'm gonna do this, this, and that with it. Next thing you know, you blink, it's all gone. But for the moment, like the moment you had it, yeah, I feel like Jeff Bezos, bro. Money to me is like the be all and end all because it's a necessity in this world. You have to have it. You cannot do nothing in this world without money. And that's just the pure facts of it. My first relationship with money, making money was, I don't think they call it acceptable. Let's just say that. Yeah, it was, I was doing, a, I was doing things I shouldn't have in doing to attain it. Things that have actually affected my life till today, to be honest. And I think that comes from, again, like the necessity of money. It almost makes you do things that you shouldn't really need to be doing because you're hungry for it, like you want it. So then it makes you do some stupid things for it. It's quite 
hard if for us anyway because we've always had to work for stuff and for most of them it's just been handed so in a way they've never really as the words say graft they've never really grafted for anything so it's more like we have like a hard shell to fall back on whilst with them they have everything just put on a silver plow that's what makes us push more it literally just as he said makes us drive a lot more for the things that we actually want and once we do get it it just feels so much better has it been easy to get a job easy to find a job nah man it's difficult especially for young people it's difficult especially where I'm from as well it's almost like you have to accomplish all these things to get a job and even if you do accomplish it it's still very hard like my friend um, graduated from uni got a good grade got a 2-1 just missed the first um like computer science, technology, all of the things that's very important. And it's, it's been about two years and he still ain't got nothing. He still can't get a job. He's gone to university. He's got this in, like a main degree. He worked hard for three, four years to get this degree. Got a good grade. He's still finding it hard to get a job. That to me, that's okay. It's like your sort of dream. McDonald's, that was my first job. McDonald's, I hate, oh man. It was based in Southwest, like Twickenham, right? And where I was working was in Uxbridge. So that's about an hour and a half journey. So I had to leave straight after uni and travel for damn near two hours to get there. By TFL, it was so draining. And like, it kind of felt like, it's, yeah, it wasn't a nice feeling. Like, it's like I couldn't go nowhere type stuff. You know what I'm trying to say? The, 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 the shifts were mad lengthy and like, from like, you could just feel the, the moisture and the grease and <laughs> from the fries and like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, like customers would get all runny because, like, <laughs> yeah, they start <laughs> complaining and oh, it's just pain. They just like the kind of stuff they require. Like, it's not even just about the work. They require you to meet like these unrealistic, uncertain targets. And then if you don't, it's like. It reflects on your pay. It's like, how am I supposed to do that and work and then serve people at the same like I'm a magician. I think it was my second. Yeah, my second job I was working in Subway. I don't like to use this word because it's a strong word for me, but I got bumped. And the reason being, yeah, is because I was there for three months and she didn't pay me what I was there for. So she paid me like 80 pound for three months. And the reason being because poor little me, I was about 17. So because of my past, it was like, yeah, I've got a job. Look, look family, I've got a job. I'm working in my hostel, whatever, whatever. Not realizing that I haven't signed a contract. So she has not said nothing to me. She's not tried to, to help me. She's let me go three months. 
and then I got £80 for three months. When you're coming from where I'm coming from, just getting a job alone, I don't expect to clap or a round of applause, but if you see where everyone else is going, it's like at least try to keep pushing me in that direction before I drop. Yeah, we, we, I, I, I don't even know you can join a union. When you get work, you get your contract, but they don't tell you your rights within the contract. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, so where do you look to? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what like I'm saying? Why is it a thing where you have to go out yourself? Before all of these jobs I had, just remember, I was applying for months. When I tell you months, I was going for months hard. The amount of times I was applying for jobs. I've, I've been applying for more jobs in that time period than actually holding one job. And it's just demotivating because it's like, it makes me feel like, well, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I hold a job? Am I stupid? Am I, am I, do, am I even, what am I worth then? Because obviously when you work, it gives you a purpose, like a value. What do I have? I don't have a job. I don't have anything. Like nobody cares about me. So it's like, it's just a, it's just a form of mental depression that they put you in. If you deep it, how you spend money is a reflection of your thoughts, like what you want to, like what you want to get. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And some people's thoughts, when they're unstable, the way they spend money, it's not, it's not like responsible. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's like irrational. It's like, and at least it may lead some to debt. It may, it may lead some to, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like money, it plays a part you know, with mental health as well. Big time. And because of that, it's like, knowing about money, it's like, it just has to be essential and it needs to be more no. talked about, like. You need to work in order to have money. And if you don't have money, it's like, for example, young black boys like us here, if you don't have the money, you wanna, you wanna do drugs, you wanna do the quick lifestyle, you wanna get the clothes. You look at social media, like takes over and how you spend your money. Whereas we're not taught in schools, like you see us, especially I think us black guys, we're not taught about how we should invest our money smart. People say like, oh, like, like nine to five, you can't, like, you could, like, you shouldn't want to live a nine to five and everything. I feel like with everything you do, as long as, as long as you're making, if you're making your money, you're happy. You still are able to do the things that you want to do and shit. Like, you're, you're Gucci, like, you don't have to worry about nothing. I don't know, people, people, some people are content. I know people that are working nine to fives and they're probably going to be working nine to fives for a while and you know they're, they're happy they're they know like they're content their own jobs that they like and stuff but there's other people that and there's other people i know that are doing jobs that they don't like but you know the the, the paper is a bit more do you hear me so i feel like with this working money situation you know i feel like it all like everything all depends on the sit on the person person and the situation and the situation that you're in so yeah man for, I saw this post one time of where it said that a girl got a gift from her dad that was uh, a deposit for a house. And I'm like, a deposit for a house, like you, you, in life you already have a head start because how can your parents give you a deposit for a house whilst our parents couldn't do that? Exactly. We would have to get that money. Exactly. And it's, it's, just, it's just not fair in a way, but if you're born into a rich family, you would never have to work a day in your life everything is just spoon fed to you yeah. you don't have to work so for us for our parents to work do the shifts that they do and we seeing that it just imprints on us and be like you know what we have to do better we just have to do better and you just in a way it's like for me i can say i just need to be able to say 
I can look after myself, I can look after my family, but at the same time, I can look after the parents, my parents that looked after me when I was young. Because now they're old and vulnerable, I need to look after them. Because if I don't, nobody else will. And that's that's just for, I think that's what most of us strive to do, just to put our parents in a safe place where we know that all their hard work they've done and the sacrifice they put um, on the table is going to be all rewarded once, you know, we are successful enough to look after them. I've realised something. See drug dealers, yeah? Mm. Would you rather live a drug dealer's lifestyle or someone that works 9 to 5? Now, the reason I ask you that because many people tell you they want to live this, but I personally choose a 9 to 5. See drug, the drug star lifestyle, you have to wake up every day worried. Where's your next income coming? Then you live a big life that you have to support, but they don't tell you that drug dealer money don't support you for the fundamentals to your old and get older for life. For example, your credit score. When you're on a yard, it's not going to be anything. It's not going to be good. It's going to be poor. When you hit fit, when you hit 45, what are you going to do? You're still a trap. And how much money are you going to see when we get older? That's going to be doing that lifestyle now, living a good, good life with all the peace, but they have nothing for the future. And, and that's the problem. We us youngsters look at money for now, now. I'll just 100% say, really think about the youth when it comes to this. They wanna, they wanna go and shorten down crime rate, but really and truly, it's kind. Of, in a way, it's kind of your fault that it's high, because if you gave these kids the opportunity to actually say, all right, cool, because some of these kids they're really about grafting, like they, they want to graft in the legal way, but they can't. I feel like this question depends on your circumstances in life. If you enjoy your job or career, then I feel like you live to work. But if you struggle or you're poor, let's say in quotation marks, then I feel like you work to live because you only rely on your paycheck to survive through life. And that's like, obviously, you not having any money, you living on, let's say, a certain amount every month. That doesn't really change because you're, you're not doing overtime or you're not getting extra money. So you working to live is like you basically just working to survive. You may not even enjoy your job, but you're just doing it for the sake that is money in your back pocket whereas if you live to work it's like you're enjoying it you're happy it could be your dream job or just a career that you really like and it's like you're not really too worried about how much money you make or you're not too worried about if you're going to survive on this or survive on that it's like you're doing your job and that's what makes you happy and that's what i feel like living to work is really all about if you really deep life, like people are people are out here working nine to five, doing this and that for for a stupid amount of money. When I look at people who work at like retailer shops and that, they might be getting I don't know what they're getting seven pound an hour or something, and they're working crazy hours, and I'm thinking. I don't know, like, how can you live like this? Or for, like, to be earning seven whatever pounds an hour, from nine to five, just for government to come and chop off whatever percent it is, I don't know, 30, 20, and then you got to pay, then someone is trying to take your pen, then you got to do your pension, then you got to do all of this. By the time it's done, you got 50% of your money, you can barely pay your bills, you can barely live your life, man. Then you're stressed. Then you can't get a job, new job, because <laughs> because the job hunt is mad. Like I said, you can't find it. It's hard to find a new job. Yes, yeah, all for me, taxes it's a it's a it's a big mess. And then I won't lie to you. 
I find it hard speaking, you know, we want the people who are millionaires, we want them to pay more tax. It's a joke how, you know, a lot of people, a lot of rich people, wealthy people, they get away with not paying tax. It's crazy. It is crazy, which is why the poor stay poor and the rich stay rich. How I feel about paying taxes is I felt like strongly, not against it, but in the middle because essentially like, I feel like in this country we are privileged. I feel like people don't deep like deep that we are privileged to actually have a lot like even even when you even taking in like the NHS and how valuable that is, like I don't think people actually like deep it to the fullest that about how like how valuable the NHS is to the country. So when you look at it like when we're paying taxes to to um, to actually be able to fund all of these and then it makes sense, but then you hear about what you're paying taxes and where the money's going and it's like it's a bit like I found out the other day that um, me paying road tax isn't even to fund the road like to fund the road like road work and stuff I found out that me paying road tax is for something completely different I feel like a lot of people are sceptical in terms of where their money's actually going and how, like, what the government are actually doing to help it benefit us. Me personally, I'm always split in the middle. And I personally feel like the only reason I will ever, like, not ever, like, it's not like I have a choice, but the only reason I like how I'll be content with paying taxes because of the NHS. Before lockdown came around, you couldn't have an eating restaurant or anything like that. So obviously, at the time, there wasn't a lot of work going on. I would get sent home early. And, you know, eventually they were just saying that I might as well just stay at home. And then whenever everything has got better that I come back to work. And then after I left, then lockdown happened. So in that space of time, there was obviously nothing to do. I didn't have any work. And I also had a previous job at an agency that had emailed me to say that there was work um, at Nightingale Hospital. At that time, I wasn't really wanting to do that type of job because I obviously knew that it was got to do with COVID. I was going to be working around patients that were, you know, sick and, you know, not just sick, but there was ICU patients. So it was a bit daunting. I didn't know exactly how it was going to be. It was also a cleaning job. So it wasn't me as like um, a nurse or anything, but we would wear the same sort of outfits that nurses would wear. So it would make us feel like <laughs> we're going to be doing a lot of that type of work and you know we had to clean in public areas so that's what I started doing at first and then also eventually going on the ward and cleaning so it was a lot it was it was quite close to you know what people are going to expect a, a health um, a key worker to do and you know um, obviously it was it was good pay because of the type of job that we was doing Working there, I didn't really mind. It was just about how it was um, with the patients and stuff, not knowing if I would catch it, not knowing if you know, the PPE was good for us. And so that was the only problem with it. But when it came to money and, you know, how I'm going to actually fend for myself during lockdown, it was it was very good. But then obviously, eventually now, there wasn't enough patients that were coming in because there wasn't enough nurses. And so they ended up, you know, warning us that certain people would get cut off the job. And eventually I did. So I only worked there for around a month. 
yeah, they just literally just said one time when I was on my way to work that, oh no, you can't come to work anymore or that um, we'll let you know if you need if you're needed again. And, you know, that annoyed me because I'm thinking like, there was quite a lot of people that worked there, but it wouldn't have been much of a problem for us to help out because of the fact that there's a whole hospital, like XL London is not small. There's there's a lot of places to go around. And with how they're moving now with saying, oh, we have to wear a mask, um, you have to wear them and that's the part of the law. Back then there was there was no law about wearing masks or anything. So to us, we're thinking that it's, it would have been a lot more important to have a lot more workers to be cleaning and doing the jobs that they're supposed to doing than cutting them off and saying that you have to stay at home. And so, yeah, eventually they just told everyone that there was just one more week to go and that if Nightingale Hospital was to reopen again, that we would be asked to come back. And yeah, that's basically how it was. It's like sometimes you would have a doctor that works in the NHS that works probably a 72-hour shift in a week and he's getting paid maybe a quarter of what a footballer is getting paid a week and it makes no sense even though he might be risking his life whilst a football player is just running around the pitch for 90 minutes. It just it doesn't add up but at the same time in the ideal world you'd be like okay why don't you just you know the money that you get there why don't you spread it across to everybody but it just doesn't work like that so I don't think so. I don't think we would ever be able to have an equal society because in a way the um, I think it's just down to the class literally because if you have the upper class earning a lot more they would want to keep that the same way if we have something we would want to keep it we don't want to give it away but with the upper class I just believe that they're just a bit more stingy with what they have and they believe that they inherited it it's theirs so they should keep it and they're going to find any other way to keep that so for us at the bottom we just have to survive with what we got Unless that structure collapses, that's it. The I would say the more divided, so the bigger the pay gap, as the pay gap just gets increasing and bigger and bigger, then eventually I believe that people are like, you know what, I've had enough. Because if you have doctors that work nine to fives, just say, you know what, I'm not gonna go to work no more, then something's gonna happen because you still need those doctors and you have to do something about it. So then you would somewhat make a change. It might not be the biggest change, but it will make a change and then people will actually start listening. Money death row is the root of all evils because there's a lot of people that don't have money that are suffering greatly. That if they had money, they could do a lot of things. And most people, not all, but there's a lot of people in the world that have a lot of money and don't know how to use it. But then again, there's a lot of people that don't have it and if they did, they would know how to use it. If money wasn't the root of all evils, why are people, the richest people in the world not giving back to the communities? Why are people not building foundations for people that don't have what they have to come through? Not everybody wants to be a millionaire or billionaire. Some people just want money to survive. Money definitely changes people because I've seen it. Even I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen my close friend from young Try teeth my money, like on the sly and thing, <laughs> just for a little change. Oh, because he's not making nothing, but he could. He didn't want to ask me. He just whatever. People, you'll see people's true colour because money is that important to them, to the world, and it makes people selfish, very selfish. I grew up in, come from council estate. 
uh, living in Castlegate flat, trying to top up the meter every week for gas and electric, this and that. His arguments are coming. You know what I'm trying to say? And in the arguments, there's going to be things going on. It's a, you're on survival mode. So, so yeah. Um, you know, I think when you think of money, the first thing you think of is like status. I think for me, at least personally, I feel like. You know, when you're thinking about people that've got money, you feel like they carry like a kind of sense of like, like, like they're 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 bigger than everyone. Like, I've been around people that I've noticed that around a lot more in it, but I feel like, like I I feel like when you have money, you know, you there, there's something about you that kind of changes your persona a little bit and your character. And you know, when when they say money is the root of all evil, like I don't I don't necessarily believe that, but. What I do believe is that the more money you get, the more you start to change because things aren't things aren't the same for you in that. For people that are going through and struggling through this whole COVID phase, for example, right now, for example, like I would hate to get fired from my job because I know for a fact during this COVID phase, it's ten times harder to get a job, ten times harder. And there's a lot of people that have families to feed, they need to live, eat, cook, like all of that, like, things like that. I reckon that they should try their hardest to put more jobs out there or more agency work or something, like, anything really, it's really, because during the COVID phase, I won't lie, it has been hard on a lot of people. I think due to COVID, it's obviously hard because obviously how businesses are shutting down and stuff. Um, but you know, it's just like, with the jobs that I've had, I still haven't been offered back or haven't been, like, when the last lockdown happened, I was told that I would start again in July. Then I would say I'm starting again in October. So it was just annoying because, like, you can't just keep telling people that they're going to start something and then stop them from, you know, making money. Like, even if they're just to come in, to, like, a couple of days a week or something, and especially if they've been working there for a while and you know that they're good with their job and stuff like that, it's... It's difficult. If you put yourself in that situation, the work that the working class have to go through, I uh, doubt that you would say you would be able to be, live with the payment. 100%. Just increase the payment. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying that um, it's easy to make money, but you've proven it in COVID and everything that there is money to spare. And if that the money is there to spare, why don't you give it to the people that actually need it the most? Because the, the worst thing is that Key workers like NHS workers, even though they next year they're not going to be getting pay rise, they have suffered the most throughout this time. They've sacrificed their time, their loved ones, just for this. And you're telling them that they're not going to be able to get paid just that little bit extra. It's just not fair. And I believe that if really, if you actually do want to see a change, pay the people what they deserve and your, the economy will be much better. The thing is, it's, it's just that I feel like money really runs the world. Like as much as as much as people say that oh like money that like I don't care about money like it runs the world and if you don't have money you can't really live live your life as in there's people that slave or slave away and do jobs that they don't like because they need to they need the money as in they need the money to put a roof over their head and feed people and feed themselves money breaks relationships it causes problems. It destroys people's lives. It does everything, to be fair. But then on the other side, on the contrary, it it creates people's lives and, and does a lot for people. So yeah, it's yeah, it's a mix. If you've got money, then you're sweet. 
if you don't, then you're going through hell. Thanks for listening to our sixth podcast for SOAS Radio. Everyone featured in this podcast are young people that attend Bollybrook Youth Centre in South Acton Estate. If you'd like to find out more about the centre and the projects that happened there, then go to youngelang.co.uk. All the music in this episode was made in the music studio at Bollo. The intro song was Tell Him Again by Armsy Realist and to finish is Vibe With You by Kenz. Thanks to SOAS for the support and giving us this platform for the podcast. We'll be back next month for the next edition. It's your boy Kenz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, I just wanna kick it on it. I wanna visit you. See, I'm at take a shop and I'll be parties. If you show me love, then you can have it too. See, baby girl, you know that you're a baddie. You ain't nobody just like the way you do. Your ex did you wrong, so you can't trust. So you're thinking that the next one might be too. I just wanna kick it on a vising, sing on a big man, sing I wanna visit you. I'm a star, big boy flexing, yeah, them all texting Message for my ex thing, oh, it's so tempting Cause I made bread choice and I'm not at that thing Stand inside cause she said she want a painting Oh, she don't want no scrub I'm a real one, but you're so fake love If I was in Ken, would you still hit me up? I ain't tryna talk cause I've heard enough Baby girl, are you down for me? Prove it cause the talk is cheap I can't be giving you my time for free You question too much, only time will say I need a room on beside you Patting up so I can make you my wife More than a link up a sweet one I like me No bougie thing, I'll take you out See, I'm gonna take a shop and I'll be parties If you show me love, then you can have it too See, baby girl, you know that you're a baddie You ain't nobody just like the way you do Your ex did you wrong, so you can't trust So you're thinking that the next one might be too I just wanna kick it on a vising, sing on a big man, sing I wanna vise you. See, I might take a shop and up in parties. If you show me love, then you can have it too. See, baby girl, you know that you're right.